Thank you for listening to 88.9 The Bridge. My name is Ren Novak. Today, let's take an inside look into our society's perspective of mental health, what drives a career in psychology, and how one woman is making a difference for our community. I am joined with Paulette Denman, a former crisis counselor at the Crisis Text Line. She's currently studying a Master's of Arts in Marriage, Family, and Couples Counseling at Antioch University. Thank you so much for coming today. I'm really excited about this. How long have you already been in graduate school? What that path has really been like for you? Yeah, so I started grad school last fall, so fall of 2021. Before I took the leap into grad school, I worked freelance as a graphic designer but I was really burning out on it. I never found a lot of like joy in it. I could do it, but I did not enjoy it. What really drives you to become a licensed therapist? And is there anybody in your life that has been there to inspire you? What drives me is that when I needed resources, there were none available. And there was many moments in my life where I had to figure it out on my own. And so I really want to be a resource for people when they need it. And honestly, it's really funny, but I think Oprah Winfrey was probably my first inspiration. One of the things that that was the most beautiful thing that she always talked about was everybody has a story. And I love hearing people's stories. And so it's a natural fit for me to go into this kind of work. So yeah, I did a year to test the ground as a counselor with Crisis Text Line. I loved it. It was very fulfilling. So that said, okay, yes, this is what I need to be doing. You said it was a very fulfilling process, but I also imagine that it's pretty taxing too, right? My first shift, my heart rate was like just going through the roof. I was terrified. What did you do to take care of yourself during that time? Yeah, it was a process. I would definitely like kind of set myself up with a hot cup of tea, you know, kind of set the mood where I had some things in place to kind of keep myself calm. And then afterwards, I really liked connecting with my kids and then taking walks was like, those are my two ways, like really a lot of like passive closeness where we're together in a cozy and then a lot of like fresh air and walking were kind of my best go-to things to process and kind of regulate myself. Yeah, that's awesome. And is there anything that you have learned from that experience that you are definitely going to carry forward into your practice as um, a therapist later on? I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to have the right answer for someone, to say just what they needed to hear. And my biggest takeaway is some people just want to be listened to. People just need someone to validate what they're going through is hard. Um, A a judgment-free space to unload where they're not going to have any consequences. Because when you unload on people in your life, you know, you're not always met with somebody who can really be there and listen to you. And so that really gave a space for people just to kind of share what they needed to share and have someone say, I hear you, I value you, and you're important. Yeah, it's awesome resource for people, but it can also be really hard to access because there's a lot of things that people have to work through within themselves first in order to reach out. So what messages might you give to somebody who is having troubles like getting themselves to text a crisis line? It was interesting. A lot of the textures I talked to minimized their own situation so much. And they said, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to, you know, burden you and really like, you know, kind of what they say, like comparative suffering, like someone else is suffering so much more. I'm not worthy of your time and whatever it is you're going through, they will be there for you. And it was really great. Sometimes like social media would pick up, high schoolers would text in and say, I'm just trying this out. I'm just seeing what happens so I can know what it is when I do need it. I'm like, that's awesome. Like, give it a try. 
And I think that probably plays into like how stigmatization can impact people reaching out and how can we do better as a society to adapt so that people who experience mental health challenges might face less of this kind of systemic resistance. Um, we definitely have seen an opening up. I really think your generation is embracing it so much more than previous generations. In, in just so many different realms, there's there's not these barriers of, there's I can't let anybody know there's something wrong with me. Yeah. When it's more like we are all going to have moments that are really, really hard. And I think there's a really popular misconception that opening the conversation around suicide increases rates of suicidal ideation in communities. What is your response to this? And why do you think information and conversations around suicide prevention are really important? Just in that one fact that you just stated, talking about it does not make it happen. I think if parents even just utter the words, you know, sometimes kids have suicidal thoughts. If you ever do, there are resources and I can help you find them or you can talk to me or somebody else. That opens up such a big door for young people to say, huh, I'm not crazy. People aren't going to like freak out if I, if I say that I'm having these thoughts. And that's the only way you can have the conversation because if you don't, you know what's going to happen. It can feel extra lonely and extra hopeless. Like, especially if suicide kind of turns into this dirty word. Okay, like, you don't want to be talking about a concept that nobody talks about, and you don't want to be this enigma. But that's yeah. so true. Like, yeah. if no one's talking about it, I really should not be talking about that. And kids will pick up on that vibe. And really, it is a frightening prospect to parents, caregivers. We can all just make space for that and it's gonna be okay. Like find community around it um, and, and say it's, it's all right to bring this up and ask questions. And so another thing that you were talking to me about that was really um, interesting to you, especially in your work as a future therapist is that also opening the conversation around neurodiversity. When you interpret the world differently than the majority, it's, it can be really chronically stressful and even chronically traumatic. Mm -hmm. um, when you have to work so hard to appear typical, yeah. to feel accepted, just to remove the shame of why, why are some things harder for me than other people? It's just talking to someone who is in this profession and she says, well, I don't, um, I don't work with youth. So I don't work with autistic people. I was like, well, they grew up to be adults. Yeah. Like where do <laughs> they don't just disappear. Like they're it's not, not like, a childhood thing. Yeah. this is like a full life experience. And so it was, it was interesting to me that someone who in current research in current you know currently enrolled in school yeah still held the, held the concept that those things only happen in childhood or yeah. they only exist in childhood and you'll just grow out of it or adapt or something like that so that was eye-opening to me how much work there is still to be done yeah so I just wanted to close out with asking, what advice do you have for high schoolers who are feeling alone or struggling with their mental health? Find one person that you trust. Maybe it's not a parent, maybe it's not an aunt or an uncle, and whatever your problem is, don't minimize it. It's a re it's real and it's valid. I think one of my favorite mantras that I've taken on, at least this year, is you deserve to take up space. Yes. Right. So there's there's a lot of space 
that is there if you look for it and you pursue it. It took me 40 years to learn that, Ren. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, as a woman in this in this culture, I thought my greatest achievement could be as being as selfless as possible as a yeah. mother, as a as a woman, because this world will try and keep you small and quiet. Yeah. No one's gonna tell you. Everyone out there, take up more space. Mm -hmm. Ask for what you need and you matter. If you're in crisis and need someone to talk to, text home to 741-741 to reach a volunteer at the Crisis Text Hotline. Thank you for listening to KMIH 88.9 The Bridge and a very special thanks to Paulette Denman for joining me here today. I'm Ren Novak. Thanks for tuning in.